Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everybody out in fandom. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 62. This one is uh, from Mark McGuire and his home runs. Steroids brought baseball back as much as Bud Seeley tried to destroy it, and now as much as Rob Manfred tries to destroy the sport right now. So, you know, it all fits together. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by the Dadgum Original, Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on to uh, uh, batmanonfilm.com. There's a tab, click it down. You've got Gotham Outsiders, ELTD, Batman book club uh, italians for spider-man this show that show the other show the rick shoe show uh, i am your co-host from the other side of the hudson river i am peter m vera and today we're recording on january 22nd 2022 there's twos all over the place and as always we have a great show for you today before i get into the good stuff i like to remind you all our faithful listeners if you take time to rate and review the show on apple podcasts and we read your review you are the winner of a special prize pack you've entered the contest you've won so make sure you do that get some stuff there'll probably be comics toys blah 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 there's lots of good prizes out there so uh, make me spend some money now, let me introduce my partner in crime, the man who on this very date won the 1989 Calverton Knish Eating Championship, a fellow Batman on film contributor. Ladies and gentlemen, the champion of Long Island, the, the greatest a human being who's probably ever walked the face of the earth beside the rock, Eric Holzman. <laughs> oh, man, the Knishes. I remember it, that, man. That's I... a lot of water. Like, Knishes, they, they, it, it's... They soak up all the moisture in your mouth. It's potatoes. Yeah, it's potatoes. So it's it's heavy, man. It's, I know. How many knishes did you eat? I was 13 and it was the junior division. So I can't really take full, I guess, can't really claim the title as being the guy because the adult division, they did a lot more. But I did about, I think it was like 25 or so. That's a lot of potatoes. Yes. And then I, I proceeded to throw up right after. It was it was incredible. Interesting. Well, it was an incredible. It was an incredible uh, uh, day, but uh, it was a, it was another thing I wanted to do in my life at that time. And I, it's funny because at that time I didn't really like to eat. I just started. I was really mm. thin at one point. I, every time I tell people that they laugh, but I really was. I was very skinny at one point in my life. Mm. So um, that was uh, one of my little breakout periods. Uh, but I have, I think, I think I'm getting a challenge from a listener on being the the champion of Long Island. I think Tim Rooney wants my title, so uh. <laughs> I, I believe he challenged you on Twitter, and uh, I, I, I believe think, we're going to have to have a show off. I think he did, man. So Tim, uh, if you ever come on the show, we could go toe to toe in something. Because uh, you guys are from different parts of the island. Yeah, I'm from Nassau County. He's from Suffolk County. Oh, so, so that's if, like a high school football rivalry. If you're looking at the map of Long Island, I'm on the west side. He's on the east side. That's the best way I can explain it. Wow. Um, yeah. Normally, you know, we get along with people from the west side normally. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, Nassau is closer to the city. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have like that's so kind of have that dynamic more. that it, I'm. Yeah, I, I I consider myself more of a city person than a suburban person because I just have more access to that. Suffolk is very much more of a country mm. style uh, lifestyle, even though it's grown a lot since I've been a kid. Like I have sisters who live out there and it's grown a lot. 
but uh, it's it's all expensive. So it, there's no cheaper highest area. taxes in the country. <laughs> it's, all, it's all expensive to live on Long Island. So you it's know, expensive to live anywhere on either coast. That's true. That's so true. We we should actually, if there was anyone out there, we can get some sort of like, I don't know, California analysis, <laughs> West Coast analysis. That would be great. I would just, you know. You know what? It's funny you bring you know that anybody up. Anybody like that? It's funny you bring that up because we have someone here from California. Oh, we do? Uh, yeah, we do. It's crazy. He what do you is mean, a rad friend. Rad friend. <laughs> he is a rad friend. Yes. He's a rad friend. You know him from Let's Go, former BOF alumni. It's Justin Kowalski. Justin. Hey. Hey, hold up. How, how am I a for- can you be a former alumni? Can this <laughs> can your can your alumni be canceled? I have no idea. I mean, if, <laughs> like you graduate from has, some college and they're like, actually, <laughs> due to current circumstances, we've canceled your alumni ship here at the college. So uh <laughs> Well, we wouldn't know you if we offer BOF. So that's, that's true. No, no, no. If you talk to the NCAA, they think they could take away anything, so it's very true. Thurl, <laughs> <laughs> you're out, bro. You're out. Hey, Eric, I was curious, like, when you're eating all these knishes, uh, did you have time to watch Batman 89 since that took place back then? <laughs> it was before the movie came out. I was like, were they bat-shaped? Did they, like, so Bat-shaped knishes. <laughs> they no, like but, Ewoks. <laughs> no, but that pro- that would have made me even more. I, maybe I could have eaten a little more if I had that kind of yeah. encouragement, if they were bat-shaped. That's right. <laughs> so that would have been. Right. Well, which bat? Like, if it's, like, the Keaton bat, it's a little bit smaller. If it's, like, the Affleck bat, it's huge. It might as well be a pizza. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's a good point. Well, at the time, it would have been, the, if it's 89, it would have been the Keaton bat. So yeah, it would have been. Fair been enough. Well, you know, Frank Miller and such. So. Well, that's true. That's true, too. That was around the same time. So, yeah, that would have it was around yeah so that's true so how you doing man it's been you haven't been on the show in a long time we haven't yeah, talked i don't, to I don't you know the last time i was on the uh, sog show i know man i've been in the iceberg lounge i've been on i think i was on sog tonight yes so uh, you have been but, on the yes but yeah it's been a while since i've making been on the, the rounds making yeah the, you know coming back i'm on my comeback tour right now <laughs> so uh we're, we're going to be hitting up all the shows. <laughs> That's good. Hitting yeah. up all the shows. So yeah, yeah, well, we've been on hiatus since November, our show. So right. uh, we just dropped a new one. But yeah, I'm excited to, to, to hang out. This I talk to you guys anyways good. when I listen to the show. So come on, I'm like, come on, Pete. Or, or you know, some. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that's, that's, he's that's argu- often. He's arguing with us when he's not arguing, arguing with us. I'm arguing with like, come on. So like, hold on, let me text you my bullet points and while you're yeah. wrong, real quick. <laughs> so so yeah, man. So, happy to be here. So anything new? Any breaking news you want to? While any you're here. News? Uh, no? Okay. I, I, just, I, don't, I, just, I don't got any breaking news, man. I'm we like we like balls. when people break news on our show. So oh. if you had something to break, we would have like been very personal good. news. No, I'm good. Very How's the how's the ice cream venture going? I guess I'll put that out there. How's that going? <laughs> yeah, if if you're here on the West Coast, uh, yeah. we have an ice cream cookie shop called Mixies and it's going well. Very Making good. Ice creams, mango cookies. There you go. Mix yeah, guys, up. it looks good. Like Justin <laughs> said, pictures, and we'll see what it looks like. So I can only imagine how it tastes. Garrett's had but... some. Garrett's had some. So all right, ask Garrett. He's a real person that you might know. He's a real person. <laughs> all right, so Justin, you know how we do the show since you're a loyal listener. So we just go through a myriad of topics, and it's not. It's sometimes it's all comic book related. Sometimes it's a mixture of things. Pete and I have other interests. Sometimes we delve into sports. I don't know if we'll do that this time, but sometimes we do. So uh, whatever we do, Pete Rose, uh, you we want you to hop in and give, of course, give your opinions um, because that's what we do. So let's start with something I think we all love. Um, 
And Justin, Pete and I have talked about it a little bit. We haven't heard your, your opinion. Well, I haven't uh-huh. heard your opinion live yet. So let's just my, do that. My um, so right. Peacemaker now is through episode four. And um, this show has been a really refreshing thing for me anyway. Uh, I've loved all the episodes. Um, it's crazy. It's just what you would expect from James Gunn, after, especially mm-hmm. after seeing the Suicide Squad. And uh, episode four takes it up another notch. Um, so I'll let you guys. I'll let you run with it first, Justin. What did you think? What do you think and of the show overall? Fine. Yeah. What did you think of the show overall? And what did you think of the latest episode? Yeah. Um. Um. I absolutely love this show. Uh, I think it's it's um. Yeah, it's everything that I thought it would be. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a James Gunn vehicle. <laughs> there you go. There's your peacemaker. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I like it. I think that um, it's it's a it's a DC show that I can't wait to watch. Not you know we have a whole bunch of shows. Like there, there's no shortage of like DC TV stuff out there, but like there's something about it being um, on HBO Max like as this new thing. I feel I just feel like the CW stuff's kind of what it is and it doesn't excite me. So this excites me. So I'm like, "Oh, I'm looking forward to something." Though Superman and Lois, you know, it's a good show. But uh yeah, Peacemaker, man, it's it's um I think it showcases John Cena really well too. And that was interesting reading that article last week that they said, "Oh, yeah, he he missed out on Shazam and maybe some Marvel stuff or whatever." And I'm like, "Man, this is such a good vehicle for him cuz he's able to to I don't know tap into the his John Cena ness you yes. know you know how the rocks the rock and he kind of roles are tailored to that I think this is tailored to him I don't think Shazam would have been as great for him um, what role was he up for in Shazam was it Shazam, Shazam. I think he was up that for was Shazam. the popular rumor at the time yeah because it was like oh Cena versus the Rock yeah we get it but uh yeah, big buff guy <laughs> yeah but I think I think him I think Peacemaker just fits him well but yeah I, I've been loving it man uh. At first, I was kind of like, oh, they're going to put Vigilante in here. I thought Vigilante would have been a little more gritty to balance off, uh, you know, Peacemaker's kind of like, uh, I don't know, lack of a better word, silliness. Because if you've ever read those Vigilante comics, I mean, that's a it's a it's a pretty murky read, man, you know. And so he's a little so since he's kind of more of a comedic like version here. First, I was like, ah, man, I think it would have been better if he was still serious and they could have played off each other. Maybe you know, he turns. Maybe, but but um, well, I don't need it. It's not necessary anymore. I'm like, I'm good. I don't care. Like, he's still better than the vigilante from Arrow. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember the vigilante from Arrow. That was yeah, he's, no, he's better. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so better. I, I, the action's great. Like I, what I love is all the like little like hints at a greater DC universe type of stuff. Like the Batmite. You know, Batmite. Yeah, Batmite was great. Like Matter Eater Lad on this last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the talking, the jokes about Aquaman and stuff like that. I know that upsets a lot of people, but I'm like, it's Peacemaker. Of course, like real people make jokes about stuff. I, I don't think know. the jokes about Batman were hysterical. I mean, I, oh, that I've was seen, great. I've seen idiots make that claim on Twitter often. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? So, so here's, here's something funny I saw yesterday. And I don't know if you saw it. Garrett tweeted some got some like site tried to say like Peacemaker <laughs> verifies the existence of multiple jokers. <laughs> Cause they're like, if, if, yeah. if, that, if that old man mentioned the Joker, there's probably other jokers around then like i'm like what that's a leap bro sounds like screen rant to me no i don't know what it was some new thing i don't know anyways it was i just taken it as like at this point in time it's probably affleck batman that exists in this world right uh i would assume production yeah 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 that's yeah, I mean, Gunn, is kind, Gunn has said that this exists in that universe. So, yeah, I yeah. would assume. If Amanda Waller is here, right. she's 
you know, I'm yeah. just saying that in the sense, not that uh, Affleck's here, you know, thank you, Affleck, hashtag. Uh, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm just saying that's the moment. world that this exists in, right? And so. Yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. funny because remember the zaddies all went crazy because uh, we didn't know which Superman blood sport shot, you know, <laughs> like I was like, you know, it's whoever you want in your head. But like, let's be yeah. honest, it's, this is a DC. It's movie. Dean Kane. It was Dean Kane. You can make the claim because we never see it, but like yeah. it's the Cavill Superman. It's in there. Like it, I'm yeah. sure the Affleck Batman and, and, you know, maybe after the flash things change, who knows, but yeah. just, I hey, just maybe. take it for what it is. Like, it's just funny. It, it's good dialogue. It, I like the greater DCEU aspect of it. So, yeah. Did y'all watch uh, uh, what's the the new show on on uh, CW? I can't even think of it right Naomi? now. Naomi, Naomi, yeah. was that Cavill or was that <laughs> what's that? It, no, it was Hawkland. No, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just yeah. joking. You don't know. They don't say. James no, Jones it looks exactly like, like them though. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's like who's the who's the Superman in Batman and Robin? Batman <laughs> clearly mentions Superman there. <laughs> he mentions- and it's like I'm like I'm like who cares? I just just watch the movie. Cavill. Yeah, I'm sure. Like after the flash, it'll be Cavill Superman yeah, be in that world. Right. Anyways, I love Peacemaker. That's it's a great show. No, so it's, I, I love I love the heavy metal stuff, like the old butt rock yes. metal. Oh Such man, a, James Gunn's so good at that stuff. Watch it with subtitles, so you because it tells you the name of the song and the artist. Yeah. And then I I've been making a playlist. Well, there's already a playlist <laughs> on Spotify. <Is> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't have Spotify. I've just been buying the singles oh. on iTunes. So, oh gosh, the latest episode because you mentioned um, Vigilante being serious. He kind of yeah. was a little more serious in this one, especially yeah. what he does when he goes, he gets caught, uh, intentionally caught and thrown into prison. When, oh, <laughs> when that, he was attacking the racist, that was great. Yeah, awesome. it was. <laughs> like the things yeah. he said to those guys was like, "Oh man, you are ballsy," and he does show that like kind of killer instinct that we've come from. Vigil, like remembering, like I think it was like episode two or whatever. Ever, where Peacemaker kind of kind of has uh, his moment where he can't shoot the butterflies. Yeah. And Vigilante's like, hey, but why don't you step aside? And he's just yeah. boom, boom. Like no remorse, just killing kids, killing women yeah. <laughs> left and right. And uh, I think Judo Master is actually a really cool character. Like I love watching him and Cena fight. Yeah. Just the, the, just the small, fast guy versus the big, brawny. It, it's it's kind of cool. And I love that he's always eating chips and talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the, the hot Cheeto scene, that was great. Yeah, that was a great like, scene. Judo Master's kind of like, like me on Twitter, he's just sitting around <laughs> flicking hot Cheetos at people. Yeah. That's what he does. And I, Robert Patrick, I think, is really fantastic. Like he's just he, he's he, he plays this bad role so well, and yeah, he's he's great at being a dick. And you know, yeah. I'm really excited. And he looks amazing with a mullet. And the show, <laughs> like the show, gets so serious at times. Like the end of episode four was very yes. kind of like, whoa, yes. you're yes. like there is a side to this character, and maybe that's why he's kind of so douchey is these experiences that he's had as a child and his yeah, you know, you they leave it open. Like, does he murder his? Does he? Like, did he murder his brother? We we see him murder that old man, but it's yep. like, yeah, it was and, crazy. And they do so, fantastical things like the the whole like quantum realm room that his dad makes the toys in. Like that's cool stuff too. Like I was like, whoa, yeah. that's interesting. So, do you know anything about? Awesome. Do you know anything about Peacemaker origin? Like, I know, you know nothing. Yeah, I know so nothing about Peacemaker. The short version of it. So this is where you know how sometimes they the comics you know do it their way, and then like movies and TV they adapt it a little differently. So what what they in the comic books. Essentially, his dad is like a Nazi weapon maker, right? And then him okay, and his so that's mom, pretty accurate. His mom and his mom and him move to get away from him, and they change their name from Schmidt to to Smith, right? Um, oh. And then there was like I'm trying, I might be off a little bit because like it was originally like a Charlton comic, and then mm-hmm. DC bought it back in like the 80s and whatever, yep. and then DC kind of revamped things. But uh, so the, 
when he was in jail, I was like, oh, shoot, dad's in jail. But then they made a they made a reference to him being the white uh, dragon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shoot, he's, his dad was never the white dragon. But what they're doing is they're combining two characters together. I'm like, OK, that kind of works because the white dragons, is, he's kind of a one off like DC, like Nazi character. But okay. uh, making making him the white dragon was interesting. And then when they showed the suit, I was like, oh, shoot. OK, so is that uh, what the suit is? The suit an accurate portrayal? Of the book? It's, it, it's it's a take. Okay, but uh, but anyways, uh, I thought that was interesting, you know. And in the in the dialogue, he's having like your dad's a Nazi, but I love my dad. But it's just like this tension of like, and they've like hinted at that too within the show, like Detective Song and Dead Man on Campus. I forget his name. Uh, they, they've mentioned it, like, oh, you're gonna shoot, you shooting up again? And uh, I was like, oh, and I'm, you're kind of like, oh, where's this going? And then yeah. you see the you see the uh, the drag or whatever the suit is in the in the in the room. So yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm down for that. Like to bring different like Judo Master. That's an old character from like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like bring that character and all that stuff's kind of fun. So, um, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> Your dog. <laughs> I know, man. She is, guys. If you hear that, I'm sorry. It's like you've got. She like, is it's like you went to the station and pick up the homeless man. <laughs> yeah, she is just. She is sleeping and unhole her glory, and she doesn't care, and yeah. it's fine. So. So no, yeah, man, the, that's, no, it's all good. <laughs> but I, I just like the opening up the doors to like the, the greater DC universe. It feels like there's no uh, restrictions. You know, the CW stuff doesn't really delve into things that they can't talk about. Like here, they're just throwing stuff out there, references, and it's really cool. Well, you know, it's, it, it, there's also things you could do on H on a, on a platform like HBO Max that you can't do on the CW. You know, like this is just completely James Gunn unfiltered, whereas the CW is, you know, network television. They have to they, they, they can only go so far. Yeah. And as someone who loves the CW, uh, I appreciate both. Like I, I can I can get into this more like, you know, mature HBO Max content stuff. And I can sit back and kind of enjoy the bubble gum that is the CW. Yeah, I'm so, not hating yeah. on the CW. I was just kind of making a making just an no, observation. I, just, I just based think it's the like, best of both worlds. Like I think you yeah. can have you know kids can watch a CW and they can get it. They're, they get their capes, they get their tights. You yeah. Know, obviously, they can't watch Peacemaker. You know, not until they're a little bit older. But it, yeah. it's uh, as, watch as, out, as, we, as we talk about parenting again. So Garrett, this one's for you. Um, <laughs> but like you know, you can, you know, it's just it, it's it's kind of like you know, it's just you, you, it's like watching Seinfeld and watching The Sopranos. Like they're both great in different ways, but like only one suitable for certain audiences there you go yeah so the episode ends kind of on a cliffhanger type of thing or we see something that i don't know if everyone expected um happen at the end of the episode where um merv turns out to be Mern. Mern, yes, turns out to also be a butterfly. Um, we yeah. see his tongue come out. And yeah. So what do you think they're setting up with that going forward? I have no idea. I don't know what these butterflies are really. Like, Yeah. I don't know if this is like a James Gunn create. I'm sure this has James Gunn is dug so deep in like DC lore in this show that there's definitely there's definitely some sort of butterfly alien in the DC universe doing something. So I have to do my yeah. homework, but I have no idea. And I like the character of Mern. Like he's he's a really cool. I think he's like a male version of Waller. Mm-hmm. So I was that kind of blew my mind when I saw that. Well, Justin, the, the there was an article actually in Collider, and I'll bring that up now since we're talking about Peacemaker, where they talked to James Gunn about, um, you know, James Gunn kind of says the character will return in the future for a big DC movie. And a lot of people think, of course, it's the character, Jennifer Holland's character of Harcourt to be in Black Adam. But they also mention oh. 
in this article that uh, they might be setting up Mr. Mind, um, oh. who's the inter- he's a maggot villain, and he yeah. showed up in the post set credit scene mm-hmm. scene of Shazam. So they also bring that up as well. Oh, with, really? I did not read that article. The, yeah, it's a connection to the butterflies. Huh. So that'd be cool. You know, that's that's you know, it's a very Marvel thing to do. They they haven't done something like that since like probably like David Ayer's Suicide Squad. You know, have something yeah. that connected. So I'd be down, and uh, it'd be interesting to see. I wonder if Mr. Sandberg has anything to say about that because I know Gunn likes to collaborate a lot. Like in Avengers Infinity War, him and the Russos worked really well for the Guardians characters, or was it Endgame? I can't remember. Like I think he like wrote the Guardians ly- uh, lyrics uh, dialogue. <laughs> so wait, so they're saying hardcore, or did they did they not? Well, they're it. saying because – yeah, no, they mentioned her as being the possible – the one that he's teasing oh, okay. um, in the future because um, she has a – there's a connection to Black Adam. Gotcha. The NSA agent for Black Adam. So they're saying that uh, she's probably in that and then that's how they kind of bring it around with Mr. Mind and Shazam and connecting Shazam obviously with Black Adam uh, in the future going forward. So that means gotcha. Waller's got something to do with it because Waller's probably the one sending her to go after Black Adam or whatever. You know, So that, that it's cool that Viola Davis may have a bigger part of this than just I, Suicide and that's, Squad. I like Viola Davis as Waller. Of dude, course. So. Yeah, like having her on the show is great. That one time she appeared, right? And to have uh, Adebayo be her daughter. Yeah. Which is because it's, it's just funny because like everyone's literally like no one knows who she really is but everyone is talking shit on her mother yeah like, she actually is getting a real good look at who her mother actually is and you Yo, can mom, see it kind of like bothers you. her like at t- she can't say anything like she's really good at being undercover but everyone's like you don't want to be like amanda waller don't disappoint amanda waller and it's like <laughs> she's like god damn it mom <laughs> yeah like you can see it every time they say something about her she's kind of like really like yeah. she has, has this look on her face like that's my mom so she's kind of getting a, a little bit more of a um education on who her mom really is which is which is a cool angle to the show and it was cool to see waller in that i think it was the first episode um when she yeah. showed up and setting up that dynamic uh, but anytime we can get viola davis in something for me i'm i'm all in because she's incredible so mm-hmm. any anytime we can see her uh that's great so let's stick in let's stick with the dc world uh, for a little while um there's an article in variety where willem dafoe uh, Rick Hughes' favorite actor, by the way, Willem Dafoe was tour de force. Yes, <laughs> was talk was talking about um, his role in Spider Man as the as the Green Goblin and you know, and his appearance, of course, his appearance in No Way Home, which was incredible. We were all excited to see that, and he started talking about. Um, Wanting to, he's always been fan casted as the Joker. A lot of people have fan casted him as the Joker. So he had an idea, and he says there's something interesting about if there was a Joker imposter. So he said it would be impo- it would be possible to have not dueling Jokers, but someone that claims to be the Joker that isn't the Joker, and that kind of opens up the possibility of an interesting story. Particularly, particularly if you had Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, and then you had someone who was either imitating or riffing off of what he did. So first, let me ask: Do you like that idea? And second, let me ask if you guys have always wanted Willem Dafoe to be the Joker. Either Sounds one. like a movie pitch to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, sure. I, I, right now, I li- we live in the world of any idea might be a good idea. You know, I feel I was like on the fence with the whole Joker movie when they announced that. I was like, do we need a weird, you know, one off? And mm-hmm. and I and I ended up, you know, enjoying the movie. I don't know if I loved the movie, but okay, fine. It was a movie. It's um, hard to so, enjoy that. Movie. It's hard. To, it is. It's, <laughs> it's hard to enjoy. A- yeah. It's it was definitely was interesting. I'm glad they made it and all that stuff. Uh, so setting that aside. 
Man, Will, Willem Dafoe would have been great as the as the Joker back in like '89. You know, that would have been. I don't. He wasn't the name though. I think the mm. only thing I remember him doing was Last Temptation of Christ, and everyone yep. was upset. <laughs> like that's all Boondock I remember. Saints. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then oh yeah, Boondock Saints a few years later or whatever. But um, yeah. Now I don't. I don't. I don't really care to see him as the Joker now. Like I, I clearly think he's a he's a big fan of Jeff Johns. He saw three. Jo- he read three Jokers. And was <laughs> three Jokers. He's trying to uh, adapt his own version. I, I, you know, to be honest. They've, there's been rumors of Joker sequels, and like I'm kind of like, nah, I think this movie works best as it is. Yeah, kind of like the one-off. But like, there's when he brought that up, I was like, okay, if you if if you were to do it, and maybe it's kind of you know this whole like imposter Joker, and then somehow you know it's like does Joaquin's Joker escape or whatever, that could be pretty interesting. That kind of got me thinking. Um. But I just don't know how much farther you can explore Arthur Fleck and his life because it is set in like the ultra real world, you know, like it's not yeah. fantastical. There is no Batman. Uh, this is more like, I, you know, it, it would be more like I don't know, a copycat killer type thing. Yeah. Uh, it, while interesting, if they made it, I would go see it. Uh, I'm not dying for it, but it does plant the seed and he brought it up for a reason. I'm sure he would love to do it. And I, I love Defoe. I, you know, he was great returning as the goblin and he's one of the greatest villains in CBM history. And he's really cemented that now with two appearances as the goblin. So, you know, I think he's a fantastic actor. If, if it happened, I'd be all for it. If it doesn't, I'm perfectly fine, but you know, it's, it is an interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think it would make a lot of people happy. I'll put it in that because a lot of people have always wanted him to be a Joker of some sort. So I think it would make it would appease the fans. But I think the story could be interesting. That kind of a pitch would definitely get me. Like Pete said, I'd be interested in seeing exactly what uh, what would come of that. I don't know if it'd be like a Todd Phillips thing again. I have no idea. Yeah. Not, I don't want make wanna... some outlets really happy because they've been spamming people's like Twitter feeds for de- for exactly. years. Exactly, that's what I mean. Here's Willem Dafoe, Johnny Depp, possible Jokers. Who's in Matt Reeves' movie? And it's Did like, you call him William, like, oh, Willem Dafoe? Did you? Call yeah, him Willem Dafoe. I love that. <laughs> oh, Fan man. draws Willem Dafoe as the Joker. Read our article. Like what? Why did you write an article? On That's this? what I said. It would make a lot of people happy yeah. if this were something were to come of this because he's oh, he's dude. been rumored. Hollywood for a would long just time. dump every. <laughs> Fan I, mean, I, did, I didn't want to mention them by name, but oh, they're, they're the sorry. guiltiest of the bunch. I'm, I'm naming names, man. I'm making claims. So. Here's fan art of your favorite actor as your favorite character. It's perfectly <laughs> fine. We could, you could drop. It's fine. I don't think they're listening. I don't know if they're listening to us anyway. So it's perfectly fine. I'm, I'm still a huge fan of Umberto Gonzalez. I'll say that much. Yeah, my email. Yeah, Umberto's a good dude. Yeah, he is a good dude. So, all right. So moving right along, obviously, at least Pete and I are excited for the Batman. I don't know if Justin is really. <laughs> I don't know if you, I got, I got Woodburn and uh, Lane over here. I don't know if we're that excited. Um, <laughs> he's trying to say, he's, he's trying to call us, uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, Woodburn and Lois. Yeah, yeah, for Man of Steel, like we're, yeah, we're yeah. He's tr- he's tr- because of my article. It always goes back to the article, Justin. You have to the remember source? keep that in your head. Yeah. Gotcha. It always goes back there, and it's but, hard. Uh, it's, hard when, it's hard when you're objective, man. People people don't want that. 
<laughs> well, let's move right along. I don't want to yeah. talk about that anymore. People are excited for the Batman. That's all I got to say. They I, are. I, I'm excited are. for it, man. I listened to that song yesterday and I was like, dun, okay. Dun, dun, and then it gets real bad in the middle. And then I'll say what? I'll say this. I feel, yeah. Elliot Goldenthal gets no love. Everyone's automatically Elfman, Zimmer, Giacono. Who's better? I'm like, did you guys forget about Elliot? Like, come yeah. on now. His, his is good. Respect. It it I, yeah. I feel like that one's good. It it does. It gets for it gets forgotten because of the films it was a part of. But um, it's not. If you hear it? It sounds it sounds very Batmany. It does. It's one. It's a wonderful flapping. song. It is not a bad theme. It's not a bad theme at all. So. All right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going? Sorry, did, Batman's I, coming. There we yeah, go. I didn't like. I didn't like the. I don't love the song either. I'm with you, yeah. Justin. I like the I, beginning. Yeah, I, I like think, the end, but the middle is kind of gets kind you of. Get it doesn't. From, I don't know if it fits what we know of the character, but it might work in the film. So it might fit yeah. the movie, though. Yeah, it might fit the movie. There's just a part of it. I'm like, if I just heard it, I wouldn't think Batman. It from minute from two thirty to four. I'm like, it just sounds like a sad. Like I imagine a guy walking in through like a graveyard with flowers, and maybe that's Bruce Wayne. That I don't sounds know. like Batman to me. <laughs> yeah, but like just you know, sad. Maybe Crime and Alley. Um, his girlfriend just like dumped him or something. I don't know, man. Like that's that's what it felt like to me. And then it picks back up with that. Bum, 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 yeah, bum, yeah. But. So the end is kind yeah. of like the the beginning and the end, which we had already heard. Um, I mean, we heard the beginning of the theme when we got that little teaser that time. Yeah. So we've that that has been in our heads for a while, and maybe mm. that's part of it too. Maybe we expected just a lot of that kind of music for this. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of in on the fence. But I want to see how it applies in the film. Maybe then yeah. it'll change how I feel about um, the song itself. But Reeves did a there's a little interview with Reeves, and he talks about obviously his influences for making the Batman, and he talks about you know he says like look to the 70s, the 1970s, mm. um, Batman, and um, they talks about how he how he cast Robert Pattinson, and how Pattinson wasn't really he white he loved Batman, it was his favorite character, but he wasn't really doing much or angling for it, and then it kind of came up with his agent. He's like, hey, what's going on there? And mm they kind of got together and that's how this, how he got cast. Um, so what do you think of that? Like the era he specifically said is the seventies. So if you know anything about that era, it's, it's, it was a, it was a really tough time, especially in like a city like New York, where a lot of times where these things are taken yeah. uh, are pulled from New York was kind of in a really bad spot at that point. So um, it was very gritty. There was a lot of, it was a lot of poor people. The city was almost bankrupt. Like a lot of bad stuff was going on. And I feel like from what we know of the film, that's kind of what we're getting. Um, something like that. So does that, Justin, since you've kind of been the one mostly on the fence about this film, does that change your thought process of what you're thinking about going in when you hear something like that? Is there something that, you know, um, change how you, maybe your anticipation, like, oh, it's really going to be that kind of a story yeah um i've always been like excited about the detective aspect of it i and i love i love i want gotham to be not a nice place to live in like i don't yeah. want it to be clean and i think those are some of my criticisms of like the nolan stuff is like it just felt like oh a big city especially since post begins it was begins yeah was yeah different. begins yeah. was a little better in presenting it and then yeah you know dark night and all that stuff just felt a little too clean so i i like i like a gritty dirty gotham and i and i feel like the visual side of the Batman, all joking aside, I think everything looks great. I just, again, my aesthetics are really, oh, I just don't like how the car looks and I don't like the suit. Those are just the two things I have an issue with. Everything else, I'm, I'm here for it. All right, I'm here for it. I don't care so much about, um, you know, 
costumes and stuff like that, except for Batman. <laughs> that's the one I'm like, <laughs> I, I just, uh, you know, whatever. That's that's an aesthetic thing. And, and you know, the movie will probably get over it for me. Um, the era, the 70s Batman's really cool. That's when he was living in his, uh, you know, his uh, mm-hmm. penthouse. And uh, I don't know if he's going to do that here. It sounds like he's just going to be living in some subway underneath Wayne Manor. Who knows? Until we figure that out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an issue with any of that stuff. Look, dude, Batman solving crimes. That's, that's what we want to see, you know, uh, yep. detective stuff. It sounds like it's going to be um, a little more personal, right? Like yeah. in that last trailer. So yeah, yeah man, I, I don't know that. So the 70s stuff, it doesn't really like move the needle for me more. Cause it, I kind of felt like that's been at the forefront of what they said from the get-go right like it was just gonna be more like 70s crime noir like driven so i'm Mm -hmm. like yeah i'm here for it dude mean street stuff like that uh when he said 70s to me i instantly thought of the car i'm thinking of neil adams and denny o'neill you know like maybe that's the era of comics that he really loves and those are very detective oriented stories yeah um i think we're gonna get a real deep dive into bruce wayne and his psyche probably uh, a dive that we probably should have gotten Batman forever, but didn't, you know, and then, you know, the Nolan era kind of expanded on Bruce Wayne, more traditional Bruce Wayne style. And then you mentioned seventies, like he's probably living under Wayne tower in the subway, right? That's probably where the bat cave is. So mm. that's kind of an interesting twist instead of the penthouse. It's, you know, it may, maybe it is, maybe it is a penthouse, but instead it's not your traditional bat cave. That's cool. Um, just listening to him talk about his references and, uh, and what he did. And it, it, the article really does a great job of his, his life and what he experienced and his like way of going about filmmaking and stuff. And the, the, the interesting thing was, you know, he, he wrote it with Pattinson in mind. So, that's great when when the creator is uh, able to cast the actor he wants because we know for a while Affleck was attached to this project or whatnot. Um, so yeah. you know it, it's it's nice that Reeves was able to do his own thing and uh, really fulfill his vision because I know everyone's all about directors fulfilling their visions, and uh, I, I'm just excited. I, it's it's just great to see this this movie just sounds like a blast to me, and you know everything that I've seen I've loved. Um, I, you know, it doesn't matter to me that the Riddler's not wearing spandex or doesn't have pink hair. Uh, you know, it, he looks like the Riddler to me. Catwoman looks like Catwoman. It just, I, I, I appreciate how everybody looks. The only thing, like, if I had to complain about something, I'm not a huge fan of the collar, you know, yeah. <laughs> on the bat suit. Um, but then again, like, I'm someone who didn't like the bat suit in Dark Knight or Rises, but I think those movies are so good. I don't care that Batman looks like a jigsaw puzzle. So yeah. I, I'm all for it, to be <laughs> honest. Kinda- you know? The suit to me kind of looks like a samurai yeah. kind of suit. I, so I, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, you know? right. And I see those arm, like the arm. Like yeah, the, the greaves that he's wearing and mm-hmm. that yeah, like kind of. Yeah, kind of does. And I've always said that. serve a point, too, because like in the Funko yeah. Pop, there's a Funko Pop and those things are popping off his his gauntlets in his wrist. So they are functional. Like, yeah, I get spoil it. Just, things, so. We'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's the thing that's functional. But I'm like, why is Batman shooting rivets? Like, I don't know. Maybe we'll find I out. Well, like, I mean, let's hold on here. Like, Clooney and O'Donnell were shooting batarangs out their wrists in yeah, the third act of Batman and Robin. So it's maybe it's something like that. Just doesn't look as ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I have to watch the movie. He's kind of. I think he's just trying things out. Like, it, we yeah. know this is an early Batman, right? So he he might just be trying things to see what works for him. Um, I think we all feel. I well, at least. I do that in the subsequent in the sequels it's probably going to be 
a, a better, a different suit, a more updated suit. It may not be yeah. the suits we're used to, but it will definitely yeah. be something more modern to deal with how things are changing in the world. He needs to change mm-hmm. too. So I'm sure we're going to get things like that moving forward. Yep. Oh, I'm sure there'll be updates for, of, and, of course. Know, even those you know. Gillette ads that Justin's making, the, the cowl <laughs> looks great. Like everything that, <laughs> that I've seen. That was awesome, man. I loved it. <laughs> that was great. The, the more I see it, the more I like it. And I'm just kind of like, he, you know, and I appreciate like the fact that someone was able to take the 66 cowl and kind of transform it into a more modern yeah. and serious sense like that's impressive to me yeah you can turn that's your head something cool one. from a batman fan you know like yeah i, I appreciate that i never thought that was possible yeah so yeah, i think the- I, if the the mask informed the suit more i think i would be a little more into the suit but it is a hodgepodge, and I get that. It is supposed to be, and you know, there's yeah, no you know. Lucius here, so he's doing everything himself. And yeah. I want to see him do that. I, I'm down to see kind of like Grease Monkey Batman. Yeah, Lucius is going to show up though. Go, hey man, like let's let's smooth out them gloves. I got some well, ideas. I mean, I would love it if at the end of the movie, you know, Oswald escapes and he finds some, I don't know, hunchback on the side of the road, picks him up, oh, and all yeah. of a sudden Harold is in. Harold shows movie. up. Yeah, and then yeah, Harold yeah, is making Harold. Batman's toys. Yeah, I love Harold. So, so do I. The movie, the article also referenced the 70s stuff is not only what I said being he Matt Reeves, by the way, is a New Yorker. So he's he's lived through that time and he, rem, he that was one of the influences what was going on. Mm. Also, the political drama that was going on with yeah. the Nixon administration. He the article brings up that and all mm-hmm. the president's men as one of the influences for this film. It brings up the Godfather again as mm. one of the influences for these of this film. And he kind of he's kind of bringing together all his favorite filmmakers when he's going through this. He talks about about Hitchcock and Kurosawa and Fellini and Zack Snyder (laughs) and Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola. So like he's when I read the article and I I kept going on because it was interesting just to see where his mind was at. I can tell you this. If this movie is bad, it won't be for a lack of trying Um, because he's really pulling from all of his influences and his love of Batman to try and make this movie a, a great movie. Yeah. And so it's definitely going to be um, an event, which it always is an event. And he, it's if you haven't read the article, guys, go read it. It's on MovieMaker.com. Um, it's fascinating. It's, it's a pretty long article, yeah. And he goes into – it goes into everything, how Pattinson was cast, Kravitz, Farrell. Like it goes into why he chose these everyone. It's a really long article, so it'd be, we could do a whole show on it. That's how much information is in it. Mm-hmm. But we want to bring it up and I want to get these guys' opinions because the, the 70s thing for me is what brought it out. If we're getting mm-hmm. – like he, he even brings up Pala- um, Roman Polanski's Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Like oh. there's a lot of stuff in it, a lot of um, – which we had heard in the past. And a lot of these references, and he goes more in depth on how each one of those kind of influenced what he did for the script. So if you guys want to check it out, go ahead. Obviously, so in depth, so in depth. It's very in depth. And uh, yeah, again, I'm looking forward to it. And Justin sounds like he is now too. So yeah, let's. let's. It's about damn time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm tired of arguing with you on Twitter about this. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, hopefully we get you. Maybe by the end of the movie, Justin will get an updated Batmobile and an updated suit. Maybe that that will we'll get it. That's uh, what if we'll get Asher Oliver don't have a Batmobile for, for their birthday, <laughs> Uncle Peter's mailing it. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yeah, that's that, so hey, funny. that's good, right? That that's a good idea. Yeah. So. Let's switch gears a little now to comics. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go a little bit to the comic book side, which is more for you and Pete. I'll be straight up honest. Eric hates comics. I don't hate comics. I just Eric don't read comics them and religiously. So. 
I don't. Yeah, the one who likes Captain Marvel hates female superheroes. But that's here nor there. <laughs> let's just keep. Let's keep. Let's keep moving. Um. So there's apparently a plan to kill the Justice League. Um. I don't read the Justice League comic comics, but I'm sure you guys do. I'm Justin. I'm sure you definitely do. Mm-hmm. Um. So and apparently it's kind of an homage to when they killed Superman 30 mm-hmm. years ago and they yeah. did the death of Superman. So now they're kind of doing this again. Um, so what do you – first of all, what do you guys think about that whole concept of killing the entire Justice League? I'll start it off yeah. there. I thought Zack Snyder already grab. killed the Justice League. Oh, oh hot <laughs> shots. Living rent free in your head. You guys just keep talking about oh, it. Man, I know. I, I, I'll stop. Um, yeah, I don't – dude – Killing the Justice League. Uh, here, here's what it is. Here's my thoughts: is all they're doing is they're just continuing to set up the future state stuff. We're just going to get that future the 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 baton mm-hmm. passing to those characters okay. they already they already did last year. They're just trying to put it there. Obviously, it feels like it's going to be like Yara Flora, like John Kent. Um, it's going to be Jessica like, Cruz. Yeah, Jessica because they just canceled Yara's book. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing, man. <laughs> That, that's the thing that makes me question. I'm like, dude, if the book's not selling, maybe people don't want to read this book anymore. It's a like fantastic it, it's, book. I'm reading it. It started off great, but it started to to pitter out. And so, okay. um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, to me, I'm like, let's try it. But I don't, I also don't like feel like we're never going to see the characters we like again. Cause those are the big IPs. They have to keep putting Bruce Wayne, Batman and all that stuff out there. Well, um, here's the thing. Bruce trying. Wayne's coming back in April. Cause they've DC released a press release yesterday that he'll be making his return to detective comics in April. So he ain't dead. <laughs> they just told you they were killing him. <laughs> and then two days later, they tell you when he's coming back. So, well, yeah, but is it a figurative death? Is it like, Hey, they're killing all of them. Or is it like some like weird, like, Oh, it was Mr. Mixias Plitik and he, he, Oh, I love Mixie. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. So I don't want also, but I also don't want to be like, this is a bad idea. You know, like I'm like, fine, I'll read it. We'll see what it's about. But uh, it, it, the the news cycle on comics is so like they're just they're, I think they're just grasping at straws, man. How do we how do we continue to maintain like market share and, and get people in shops? This write isn't going to draw people. Yeah, write good stories. That's exactly. All it is. This this isn't going to bring people into the shops like death of superman did it's right. a different world it's you're it's, banking on people to buy a lot of this basically what they yeah. did with the death of superman you're gonna buy so much of this that because you, you know everyone's gonna die and then yeah. it, it's not gonna mean anything in, in the end um yeah i know they're doing an issue 75 the same issue that he died um yeah i, I get the whole thing i just to me this just reeks of like here we go money grab and i think the only time this has ever really worked is death of superman and death of captain america and i know a lot of people want to bring in miles and peter parker from ultimate but that didn't even like make front page news like the other two they killed an alternate they didn't kill main continuity peter parker they killed an alternate version of peter parker you know whereas the other two were killed off in main continuity so it was a bigger deal um i just i don't read the justice league book everyone knows i'm not a huge team up guy it takes a lot for me to really like i've got to be really invested them killing me killing them off doesn't invest get me invested what it will do is it's cool if you want to set up this future state stuff that's fine but if Mm -hmm. i don't like it 
I'm heading to the back issue section of the comic shop and I'm going to buy Bruce Wayne comics. But that's it. I'll buy that Bruce Wayne Batman. I'll go buy Hal Jordan. I'll go buy Jon Stewart. I will go buy uh, Kal-El comic. You know, like I'll mm-hmm. keep doing that. This way I can still support my local comic shop and I'm still reading the characters that I love. And if you want to, if you want this future state stuff, that's fine. All for it. But if it's not good, I'm not going to read it. And I liked future state for the most part. Some titles was, are better than other. I still yeah. read future state Gotham. I think that's really cool. Hmm. Um, but it, to me, it's 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 a lot better as kind of like an Elseworlds type thing, in my opinion. But if that's the route they're going, that's fine. Um, I'll, it, again, good story I'll read. If I'm not digging it, yeah, I'm not going to kick dirt either because I've got 80 years of Batman to, to search through. <laughs> so yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Did you guys read Infinite Frontier? I did. I enjoyed it. Because yeah. that's where they're building the story from. So Inf- that's Infinite Frontier and Justice League Incarnate, uh, both by Joshua Williamson, who is yeah. writing Justice League 75. I like Williamson. Yeah. I think he's DC's best writer right now. But, you know, like sometimes, you know, even your favorites have ideas you don't like, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, it's it also seems like this could be a multiverse thing because that's kind of what they he hints mm-hmm. in this is that they get called to fight at the Dark Army and it's on the edge of the multiverse. So maybe these aren't the Batman and for the current continuity. Yeah. Like they can get away with it with that. Right. Like they can just say, oh, it was a multiverse thing. They, they, yeah. Batman are all over the place. And it's going to be a score at some point. They did that with New 52, Earth 2. Yeah. They yeah. killed off the Trinity on that Earth and which gave us um, Val Zod and the that version of Huntress and Power Girl. You know, so th- this isn't this isn't crazy. We've already done this. So, you know, it is what it is. Comics, comics do these things at times. Yes. And, you know, it, Bruce Wayne ain't going nowhere. He's coming back. They already told you when. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what they're going to do is like this, this, they're gone. Everyone thinks they're dead and everyone, this is, we, we need them. And then these new characters will rise up and be like, we're good too. And then the other guys will come back and it's like, you did a good job. I don't need to be in this anymore. And then the know. flash brings them back again. And everything. Yeah. 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 It, 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 <laughs> yeah so like, so. I'm thinking 18 months, probably a little over a year. They even said that in that article, right? Like, you know, yeah, could be a while or at yeah. least three yeah. months. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Justin, you you remember you were a lot older, not a lot older, but you're old enough to remember the, the death of Superman. That went on for a little bit. Remember, that was that was. Yeah, a- it went on for a good bit. But there was an emotional like investment on that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, you know, they that introduced was great characters. Cra- Steel, Eradicator, crafted, Cyborg, dude. Superman, Superboy. Yeah, it, it, it definitely it had it had a lot of. uh resonance across multiple lines and i think mm-hmm. they like i remember even the green lantern stuff tied in remember when like mm-hmm. hal jordan went nuts like that mm-hmm. was tied into city co city with the reign of the superman so there, there was that was i think that was way better uh you know assimilated this right now feels like well, where the heck well, is we, we haven't from? been there yet so we can't tell like the thing is these characters have to resonate and it th- that's why death and reign of superman works really well because of all those characters i just listed if these future state characters are as good as those then we're in a good spot because then they're going to last longer they may get in- more involved in main continuity i don't know but it, these characters have to be written well the writers have to do a good enough job and the fans have to really absorb it and we'll see what happens yeah legacy well, characters typically uh you, you know when when they're, when they're brought in in a good way, like it, when uh, Goyer and Johns were doing JSA back yes, in the early 2000s, yes, yes. perfect way of doing legacy characters. People bought it. Uh, it was it made sense. And then, um, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I, my hands are open. Like, let's see. But I haven't I haven't loved all of the new legacy characters. Some of the art, like the art in the article that they show, some of it's really good. That the one with all the co- coffins, that's a really, really cool, yeah, cool it's, picture. It's an awesome yeah. poster. It's more figuratively. 
Yeah. So, so like, I don't know. I, maybe I'll read this one. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I always, th- I always think these kind of one, these event books are maybe something you know, just read it and see what happens. So I think it'd be. I'll give it a. I'll give it a. Um, a read. You better we'll keep up goes. with it because you dropped eighty nine on me and you dropped Batman Catwoman. I what? didn't drop them. We just you stopped. Eighty nine shows come out them. for like two months. <laughs> they haven't. It's, and then I don't Eric know what's lost interest, on. and he's like, hey, "Let's go Star Wars." Let's. They do probably it. realized the book wasn't that great, and so they have to re. They have to fix stuff. It's been. <laughs> you, you're such it's, a hater. It's Justin, not good. Justin loves Batman and hates him at the same time. I. I just. I. <laughs> I hate bad Batman, but Clue's I do. the I best. I'm. I'm joking. Joking. I have. I feel like if you love something, you expect like you should expect the best. And I'm like, oh, this isn't the That's best. That's how I feel about Justin. I love him so much. I expect <laughs> <to be better. laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Well, sticking sticking in the comic world, we know we're getting um, the Flash movie, right? It's coming out this November. Yeah, and apparently they're doing a comic lead into it. Um, it's a uh, the Flash. It's called the Fastest Man Alive, and it's a Who's prelude. Dead? It's a prelude. <laughs> Well, <laughs> kidding, it's kidding. a prelude to the movie. Yeah. Um. So it's coming out in April, um, April 26, 2022. And this is the little synopsis. It said, in the Flash, Fastest Man Alive, Barry Allen's world-saving world saving adventure with the Justice League has driven Central City's favorite son to become a truly skilled and inspirational superhero. But when a new threat by the name of Girder emerges in Central City, Barry turns to Batman for advice on training to master his powers. Under the Dark Knight's tutelage, the Fastest Man Alive will have to find a way to defeat this metallic menace or be crushed by Girder's strength. So... It clearly kind of verifies everything we've been told about Batman's role, at least in the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't think this is Keaton's Batman. I'm assuming this is Affleck's Batman. Yeah. I, I think this is pre-Keaton. Yeah. You know, um, I think so. There are certain fans that got freaked out because uh, I believe the original article said it was a. It, it takes place after the events of 2017's Justice League. Yes. So <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember seeing a lot of people with uh, a lot of outrage over that. Um, I'm fine with whatever movie this takes place after i'm cool uh i'm excited to see the flash and batman team up it's one of the team ups i actually do enjoy because they are both detectives they're both police uh, essentially investigators uh, i think yeah. they work well together i think they have similar uh, traits and it's it's a nice little combination it's you know it's it's more up my alley than like seeing batman and hal jordan green lantern right it just it seems to make a little bit more sense uh so i'm interested to see what happens i'm wondering what the likenesses will be like um uh, in terms of under the cowl, and uh, it just it sounds fun to me. Like, yeah, I, I kind of got bummed out because I know there's there's a BVS prequel comic that I wasn't able to get my hands on, and I'm tr- I tried to find it. It's very hard. So like, I, I dig these type of things. I like movie tie-ins. Yeah, um, I like movie adaptations. So uh, this is uh, right up my alley, and it sounds like a good time. Yeah, sometimes they can be really fun. You like you get to see like. Um kind of a, a peel back to some you know stuff there's no time mm-hmm. for in the in mm-hmm. the movies i remember the green lantern they had a like seven little one-shot tie-ins and there was guy gardner was on one of them it was cool oh nice. and they definitely based him off of um uh, oh shoot what's that guy's name uh he was in the lady gaga movie um the director bradley cooper Bradley Ridley Scott. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. That was him. It, like, if you look it up, you're like, oh, shoot, that's yeah, Bradley they Cooper. They did some of these Superman Returns, yeah. too, which I enjoyed. Yeah. So Just a little backstory into this world, you know? Yeah, that's really fun. Know, I, I'm here for it. I much about this Flash. You know, and here's the thing. I think I feel like both theatrical and Snyder Cut both kind of leave Flash in the same spot, right? Like, it's not like it's... 
they get there yeah. different ways. But yeah, 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 but like it's not like a. Yeah, I don't think that's a huge, uh, you know, a huge difference or a huge change that you're getting in both. No, of he's those, definitely so. less of a coward. He's kind of, you know, he's kind of a little bit more fearful in the uh, uh, weeding yeah. cut than he is. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He doesn't. I mean, they took out a lot of the comedy stuff that they threw in for the Whedon version, which mm-hmm. whatever. It's, that's it's a bad cave. But. <laughs> <laughs> I just push people right away. <laughs> so all right, so. That's about it for the comic stuff on this one, guys. Sorry, uh, but that's that's all we have. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that book. I'll read that one because I'm looking forward to the movie. Yeah, we now so. have audio evidence that Eric will read comic books. So yeah. save yeah. this, read, save that clip, and just play, put it after anything you talk <laughs> when about. When Eric doesn't pick up issue two of anything, well, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that book. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, they're probably right, but that's that's neither here nor there. As long as you admit it, that's the only thing that matters. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually read the. I think the first two issues of 89 so i believe and i think you read like maybe the first two of batcat batcat i did yeah i read the you know what you should read those, is uh so. the batman uh the night that yes, just came out that's really good man and i'm a i'm a year one stickler like i'm like i don't need any more like beginnings but you know year one's more of a gordon batman story this is like the real batman begins kind of okay. like story I, how, I how do you feel it, on dude. zero year i don't like zero year i don't either yeah. So that's why I'm like, ah, do we need a new like retelling? But it's going deep. It's going deep to like, you know, as Bruce Wayne as a kid and him like reacting in school. It's good, man. You should definitely check it out. It's by Zadarsky right. and he does good stuff. So. Oh, he's great right now. Yeah. Yeah. I read a like I read a novel um about kind of Batman when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. So, yeah, I'll, that's one thing I, I give a read to see how it goes. Yeah. I like I like origin type stories anyway, so yeah, this um, is good. This is that'd good. be something I'd probably probably like. So yeah, I think okay. this is going to be an all timer when it's all said and done. It's going to be look like, it up. Oh, shoot, you got to read Batman the Night. So I'll look it up. Nice. All right, so let's stick. Let's let's shift gears a little bit from right. from the comic book world to a. We're staying in in the DC universe, and we're going to talk about the. Uh, the show on HBO Max, the Aquaman King of Atlantis. Oh my gosh! Uh, show now. <laughs> I wasn't planning on watching it, and then Pete and Kit said, "Eric, you really need to watch this. It's freaking hysterical." So I was like, "Okay." It's short too. It's only three episodes, like four. Yeah. Minutes. So I only watched the first two. I have to say, I didn't get to the third one, and we were gonna. I knew we were gonna talk about it, so I'm like, "Let's just talk about it anyway," because you guys can fill me in on whatever. Um, man, I enjoyed. I've enjoyed all of it so far. Uh, the art's great. Um, <laughs> the characters are so crazy. And, uh, um, man, Mira's voice drives me nuts. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's fun. It's fun. It's obviously it's made yeah. for kids, right? It's not made really for guys our age. I don't um, know. I'm digging it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, but, I mean, I think it's just made for people who like to have a good time. Yeah. It's something they're familiar with, but. No, I, I hear you because it has that it has that like Steven Universe look. Yes, you know, right. which some people don't like. And I, I, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of like that that look. It but works just, though. Like, for the, yeah, it, it works really me. well. Yeah, Ocean Master is hysterical. <laughs> He's hysterical. I love I love how aggressive Mira is. You know, she's just always like, okay, and now fists. <laughs> and then baseball and then he's like you know, and this guy sounds like Aquaman and it's funny like at the same time it like really I think honors the character but then it makes fun of everything that everyone makes fun of so mm-hmm. it's kind of meta in that way 
Um, and it's it, there's some deep cuts in there. There's a lot of That's, characters that you you know you you know you look this up, you learn about it, and you're like, oh wow! So they they did their homework, and it's it's just a blast to me. It's very underrated. So you know the guy who does Aquaman's voice? That's that's Shazam's dad, like Billy Batson's dad, his foster dad. Oh, really? From the, that, yeah. the guy from The Walking Dead? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Crap, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. So, like, and at yeah, times yeah. he sounds a lot like Momoa. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think, I think, well, because this is, this isn't like a, a, a follow up, but it's kind of, it's predicated on the ending of Aquaman, but it's, it doesn't take place in the universe. But they are, they are leaning into like, hey, this mm. is what happens after he, you know, takes the throne. And so, yeah. Uh, a little funny, a funny version of it all, you know. <laughs> and how, and how they keep they keep fighting each other yes. and gating the throne each one. Yeah. Each Our new king is now King Aquaman. Now it is King Ocean Master. It happens like three times in two minutes, so it's like it's just ridiculous. And I love how the Atlanteans look like weird fish people. You yeah, know? yeah. Like the only humanoids are Ocean Master, Mira, Molko, and Aquaman, but everyone else looks like this weird fish. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just so much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> I, I see. I like I like Gillian Jacobs as Mira. Um, yeah. I think she's she's actually like. I think she could be uh, Harley Quinn if Homegirl ever like pieces out. Like I think okay. she would be a, a good like. Hey, we have a new Harley Quinn Quinn cast. Like I I, I like her. Um, she's done some other DC stuff in the past. I forget, but um. I think the whole voice cast is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. What's his face? Uh, he was on that show, The State, and he was also on. Um, he was in. I think he was in Batman Begins or or Dark Knight when he Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Thomas Lennon, that's his name. Like mm-hmm. the doctor, he was like, yeah, oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's him. Yeah, yeah, he's Volko. Like I, I, I really like everybody in this thing. I think it's just a fun. Um, I think it's a fun uh, like like take on the Aquaman thing, man. It, it like you said, Pete. It makes fun of the silly stuff um, that we all like we all get. But um, be willing to have some fun with something. Like people really were upset by the animation style and didn't like give it a chance to like just mm-hmm. watch fun. It's like with Peacemaker, man. Sometimes I don't even notice the animation watch. style because the content is so good. You know, just yeah. they tackle so many things that are just so funny to me. Like, what do they teach you in land school? More make believe, like outer space. Like that's <laughs> that's funny to me. That's, she's like, exactly. that was great. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're floating, but there's no water. Yeah, that's believable. It's like, yeah, you know, and then stuff the, like that's the, great. Like, of uh, so why do we have seafood? Why don't we have land food? We do, and then you see the land food thing just come right there in the top five. And then, like at the nitty gritty of it, it's it's like the most Aquaman thing in the world. Like, we're gonna go check out Outpost Four. We haven't seen. Oh, there's this hole in the middle of the ocean, yep. and it's like I was like, this would make an actually for like an awesome live action Aquaman movie, in my opinion, or even a great comic book. Like, it's so Aquaman. Like in the middle of the ocean, someone has been able to create some sort of barrier, so now there's essentially a donut hole in the sea. Like that. That's, that's like if you're going to do something Aquaman, like what's more Aquaman than that? Well, yeah, and as if as you know, Juan is an executive producer, so obviously he's involved in the content of what's being put out there. So he's he's been involved in the story, and it, you can tell, like Justin said, it's it's connected, but it's not obviously in the universe, but it's connected yeah. to what we saw in Aquaman. Uh, Though I wonder man, if any of this stuff, like like we see any like hints from the you know any of the adventures he went on here. In the in the new movie, <laughs> that would be funny. You know? I, well, that's what I'm kind of thinking about, like this whole like donut hole in the ocean. Like we don't really yeah. know what the plot is of Aquaman two in the Lost Kingdom, right? Yeah. So like 
I don't know. Is Outpost 4 kind of like a tease? Is this kind of... We've seen them do stuff like this before. Suicide Squad, uh, Assault on Arkham was kind of like, let's see if our fan bases would be into a Suicide Squad movie. And they're like, okay, then maybe we can get the GA involved in it. Yeah. So these things are almost like tests for the audience to see how they react. Yeah. I I think it's a fun show. I think, like, you're right. The jokes are... I think the jokes are funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you go into this with, like, an open mind... You know, maybe people will will jump on board more when the sequel comes out. Like, it's it's like, you know, hey, they're getting hyped up. You know, maybe they they pushed this on HBO Max. I don't think HBO Max pushed it enough. Like, when you logged on, I didn't... You know how some of the... It's awkward timing because it should tie in with the movie. Like, this should come out, like, a month or two before the film. Yeah, like, I... I agree with you there. I didn't... I had to look for it. Like even yeah. when I went to the DC hub, it wasn't something that was promoted in the front of their um in the front of the hub. I had to actually scroll yeah. through and look for it. So you're right; it's not it's not being marketed well on the um on the side. I think it came out like October itself. Yeah, it came out in October. Yeah, yeah. Like right around Halloween time. I remember because we we watched so, it. So, but it, yeah, it's a it's wild, guys. It's it's you know it's everything like pushed to the most the furthest you could go in a lot of ways. Like they just really push the humor and the, and the absurdity of everything. It's very, very funny. So definitely give it a watch if you haven't already. And if, you know, if you want to come at us, come at us and tell us we're crazy. And we yeah. shouldn't be watching. It's cool. It's fun. <laughs> Whatever it's fun. you do, just download the show. Yeah. yeah just watch just it. Watch the show. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny. It'll be a good time. And, and you know, it's, it's something you can sit down and laugh with your kids if you have kids. And yeah. Oh, uh, definitely. That's the, that's yeah. the other thing. Like it's a, it's a family thing. So you all can yeah. watch it together. Uh, and um, have a good time. Speaking of another family type of DC show, Superman oh. and Lois has started um, this year, and we're through the first two episodes. And um, so we just just finished episode two. I'll leave the floor open for you guys. Mm, I didn't oh, finish man. episode two, but I finished episode really? one. <laughs> Dude, I'm I, this show is really like. Just nails Superman, I think, perfectly. And I think when you portray Superman properly, people will tune in. And I think that's what's really going on. And I've said this on Twitter. Like, this is more than just a superhero show. This is a show about a community. And some of the individuals just happen Mm. to be extraordinary. But, like, this show really goes down deep. Like, you know, local mayor elections. People, you know, people in small towns who need work and stuff like that with the Morgan Edge stuff. And, you know, how, how, you know, community reacts to, to... just whatever's going on in in the neighborhood and they do a really good job with the kids you know like there's not one aspect of the show i don't dislike like everything's so evenly uh placed and paced that it's just it's very relatable even though it is you know superman you know they deal with you know just catastrophes and you know like i said just small town issues so i dig it and they're doing a fantastic job at teasing doomsday like mm-hmm. this looks like you know, death of Superman. Like we said, they're, they're honoring him, the death of Superman with justice league 75. Well, uh, this looks really good. Like he's, he's in that like hazmat suit with the lights and they're in a tunnel. Yeah. And I just hope that, uh, you know, the guy on the other end of that phone is John Cryer's Lex Luthor. Uh, ah, yeah. They've got to bring him in, dude. <laughs> oh, he's my favorite Lex he's, of all time. He's a good Lex. As long they need to get rid of the beard. No, the beard stays. Honest. I love the beard, but but yeah, I, I agree with you there. Like the because I haven't I haven't watched the second one yet. I had a busy week, but the first episode I was there. Like I, you know, the, the last season didn't end super strong for me, but it was still a good show. Like, and the Superman stuff is great. And, and you're right. What I what I like about it is is it doesn't feel heavy handed with how it, it approaches stuff. It's it's it it feels pretty. It just kind of plays out as if these things are really happening like mm-hmm. there's obviously like a message 
you know, but it, it's not like message. Like it's, it's just not like on the nose, you know, like you're like, oh, okay, I hear what you're trying to tell me. So I, I loved all yeah. the, I loved all the, the political stuff and, you know, the small town stuff. Um, I love, oh gosh, why can't I think of Lana's husband's name right now? Fireman. Uh, oh, Fireman Ed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love all of that, dude. Um, the stuff with the boys it, is great. I love that. Yeah, stuff. the boys seem they, they seem totally like totally normal in mm. the sense of like normal if your dad was Superman. Like it all it all feels um, believable. That's the word. It well, all feels real believable, and I like it. And I would actually be against Doomsday stuff, but since this Superman's been around for a long time, I'm okay with it coming. So. Yeah, the epi- the second episode expands upon a little bit of that, Justin. Um, we find you find out uh, certain things. Uh, he goes. I'll just tell you real quick. He goes back to um, what's what's his name? His brother Morgan Edge. Yeah, well, it's Morgan Edge was the Wh- human. Whatever name. What's is, his? Yeah, something with a I T. Mean, I think it's something with a T. I think tall is it tall or something? Like that? Yeah, so it goes back to him for some help, and something happens from that. And um, definitely watch. I mean, when you watch it, you talk to us about it. But it's this season so far has been. I even like it better than what how last season started for me. It's also really a good start. Uh, yeah. So. Um, the effects are so good too. Like, I, yeah, like I, I don't ever feel like it looks bad. No, you know? it, no, it doesn't, and that's you know that's a crazy thing too when you think about it because that was one of the things. Like for Supergirl, I thought were so terrible. Yeah. One of the reasons why I didn't like watching that show was because the effects were just horrible. Yeah, um, and on this show, they're so much better. So the HBO Max money, I think, is definitely making a difference <laughs> yeah, in, in the production girl. value. Yeah, so I think so. Uh, but the story uh, is picking up. There's tension developing between Lois and Chrissy, and there's te- mm. tension developing between John and Lois. And yeah. there's a lot of that that's going to be coming to a head, I have a feeling, and they're setting up really well. So, um, guys, who, if you're watching Superman and Lois, you know, talk to us about it. Pete and I both – all three of us watch the show, so definitely – get at us about it because it's yeah. been a, it's off to a really good start this season if you i think if you watch them on the cw app there's extended cuts so there's, yeah. like, yeah, there's like five more minutes or something for each episode yeah, yeah. they give That's a little more at the end yeah yeah so all right yeah. so and I, I think it's one of the better shows on the cw again not crapping on the cw but i think this one i agree if they continue to make the shows in the vein of superman and lois i think it could help the well kind of the the idea the the what is it the the branding that people think about CW mm-hmm. shows? It does skew a little like th- teeny bopper, but I don't think yeah. it has to for it to be well, a good. I, show. I also don't know if the CW is really going to be around that much longer. Remember, yeah, it's kind of been up for sale, and there've been rumors. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think I think this era of DC TV may be coming to an end sooner rather than later. Hmm. I think I also think that what the show does well, it kind of balances the material. You have the teenagers with the teenage stuff and then you there's a little more adult stuff with the Lana angle and, and yeah. obviously the, the political angle you have there with her. And I love the Lana angle. Right. <laughs> yes, that's that's she's I've loved her since Entourage. So that's keep slow. Aquaman was on Entourage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Aquaman the center of Entourage? Yeah, yeah. Well, Was he it? the character Vincent Chase plays him, Ooh, and it's yeah. a James Cameron directed Aquaman <laughs> film. So, uh, you didn't watch Entourage, Pete? No, I, I didn't like the oh, show. Oh, 
Uh, no, it's a good show, man. Really it's good show. Just, it's like I don't know. It's like DB TV in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> I enjoy it. I yeah, enjoy yeah. it. I watched every season of it. I saw the the movie. The movie wasn't that good, but mostly it was a because good show. everyone's like, "Oh, dude, you and Turtle have so much in common." It's like it's like that episode where if everyone tells Cartman to watch Family Guy, where it happens so much he ends up hating Family Guy. Like it's basically that, like you and Turtle, you and Turtle, you and Turtle. And I'm like, why? Because I wear a hat. Well, yeah, you and Turtle. So that's part of the reason why I can't stand uh, Entourage. That's what happened to me with the Sixth Sense. I knew what happened before I. I didn't. No one told me the ending, but when I was watching the movie, because I was like, "You're not gonna believe it." I figured it out right when I saw it. I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's it. He's he's dead." And the whole thing, the whole movie, he's. Dead. I knew it. Right I thought you were gonna say like, people kept saying you look like Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> no man. So yeah, I agree with you. When people overhype something, or they, they you just kind of like, and if you watch it, you're like, "Yeah, that's not it at all." What? <laughs> <laughs> or you're like, yeah, okay, who cares? That's What's how I felt about Captain Marvel. Like Eric hyped up that movie so much, so I got did out of it. Not. I was like, oh. Oh. I didn't hype it up at all. I didn't even know you guys didn't like it until we had our discussion. Then I was like, oh really? Okay, I had no idea. Oh man. Anyway, let's move. Hey, to Eric will never live down. Let's move to Eric's stuff, like Pete likes to call it. So. Eric. Uh, I, if you guys play the Lego Star Wars games, they're some of the most fun games to play. I love those oh, games. Oh, yeah. Right? They're fun. So they're making a Skywalker Saga one where they're having – or they made it where it's covering all of the Skywalker films, uh, all three trilogies. So you're talking about nine movies fitted to one, uh, one game. Right? Yeah. And there's a trailer for it. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> this thing's been like postponed for like a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we're really? getting it. Yeah. Um. So, as someone who plays the games and who loves the games, I'm looking yeah. forward to this one. I very rarely buy video games anymore. I mean, for myself, I don't have kids. Justin, I know you probably buy them for your kids, but for me, I barely play. Or, but this one, I'm going to get and I'm going to play because yeah. uh, it looks awesome. And I'm, as everyone knows, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm really, really looking forward to this one. Uh, so what do you guys think? Are you, Peter, are you going to play it? Or are you going to... I won't play it, but I think all the Lego games are amazing. Like, I love Lego Batman. I love Lego yeah. Jurassic Park. Like, those are just fun to me to play. And uh, if it's anything like uh, Lego Jurassic World, uh, where they incorporate all the movies at the time that the move at the game was made, then, it, you know, mm-hmm. for fans, this should be like a real love letter. Because, you know, it's almost like these Lego games do a better, almost as good of a job, I'll say, as like the... Uh, at least from a Batman standpoint, as like the Rocksteady and Arkham stuff, you know, like you're like, oh, this is this is just as good in a completely different way, you know. Would I love something in terms of Jurassic Park more serious and kind of and, and you know just more re- resembling of the movie? Yeah, sure. But like, mm-hmm. this is what I got, and I'm going to enjoy this. And you know, like I said, if you're a fan of Star Wars, I they're going to nail this in my opinion. Like, I have total faith in these Lego people. Yeah, you get. I mean, you get to choose which trilogy you want to play in. Um. What's it called? Uh, you could. There's some funny changes that they retell this. How they retell the story, which most Lego games have those kinds of things in mm-hmm. it. But I think it's cool. You could pick which one you want to, which movie trilogy you want to play in. Uh, so Justin, you, you would start with the the Last Jedi, correct, Justin? That's where you would start. <laughs> I, would, I would, yeah, I would start with uh, Last Jedi. That would be where I where I pick it up. <laughs> you know, It'd be great. 
I'd, I'd play Rose. I want to be like, play Rose's character. <laughs> yeah, but you could play. They say over three hundred characters, and yeah, well, that's what's so great about. Okay, so these Lego games. I used to think like, what the heck is this? I started playing Lego games with my kids. There was this game called. Actually, I played Lego Batman first by myself. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna play Lego, and I had such a fun time with it yeah. because when you beat it, you get to play as the villains and all other stuff. You know, um, so. I, definitely kid centric, but they're fun. Cause the puzzles are kind of fun mm. and challenging and, and, you know, uh, but yeah, with, with the Lego games, dude, you get like every freaking character, like even the randos, like, Oh, you, you're probably going to be able to play like, you know, snice noodles or something like that. <laughs> you're probably, probably unlockable. Can I like, be Shibulba? <laughs> yeah, you probably can, man. That, that's I the thing. So you, you can be every one of these characters because they all have different abilities. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I need to use this character because mm-hmm. it can force, you know, move stuff or this person's a builder, you know. So you're going to get, you know, that that's what kind of makes it fun. Um, and then and then playing like co-op with your kids is kind of fun. You know, you're all smashing bricks and, you know, getting yeah. coins and stuff. Um, we play, I think we have Force Awakens. I feel like I have that one. Because I've, I've pl- I was playing one with my kids and like I just know that, you know, I was Finn. And so I, he was in Force Awakens. I don't think we have, the, I don't know if we have other ones based on that, but. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, we're going to get this game. It's, it's, it's on my kids' Amazon list for a year now. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was supposed I to hope, come out last year, man. I hope the, I hope the DLC content for it is like the Mandalorian, or that oh they include, you know, like they include Amazing. things like that. Castle yeah. Run. Yeah, things like I hope they include stuff like that. Yeah. Of going forward with this, with if you're including all nine, obviously it's not one of the thing, but it takes place in the time period, so yeah. you can include all of those characters in it. Um, it'd be cool if you could like have Mando in it and um, Baby Yoda. Or, it's like yeah. the Lego Kroger, people were like, it. "How do we get Rick Shu to buy this?" Oh, we'll just not include Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's true. I love Solo. What I do, I think it's great. I don't like Solo. I think Solo's fun. Like I don't. Know. A, I love I don't, Solo, dude. Yeah, I think Solo's a, a good film. Solo is a very, very much a Star Wars yeah. movie in yeah. every sense of the word. Better so, than yeah. Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, so far I agree. <laughs> um, Everyone's I'm with you, Justin. So down. Yeah. It's like yeah. Nico wrote something the other day, and I was like, man, I'm just so glad I don't have a horse in this race because everyone's disappointed by Boba Fett. Yeah. It's, you know what? I understand. Like, I'm, I know Justin has, like, you could say if you want, but I, from yeah. how I read it, you kind of have Boba Fett is, have a certain way in your head. And I never cared much about the character. So to me, I was just going in, like, hey, let's see what they do. And well, how they like- set him up, um, how they set him up in The Mandalorian, um, I don't know. Like, it was kind of ambiguous to me how, how he was going to be with this, this show. Mm-hmm. And, I, it was smart that they showed what happened after he got out of the Sarlacc pit and how yeah. he the sand people lived with the sand people and how they kind of changed the way he viewed things. Uh, and but that alone is taking a chance because you're risking that people are going to accept that. And I think that's the biggest yeah. problem. A lot of people aren't accepting that. Yeah. Well, that's so there, there. It is. Quick, quick take on Boba Fett. Like Boba Fett looks cool, man. He's always been like one of the coolest looking characters, right? Uh, he goes out like a punk in Return of the Jedi, like freaking blind Han knocks him into <laughs> the, the, the hole in the in the sand, right? And then you don't see nothing from Boba Fett forever, right? 
if especially if you don't read like the books and novels, right. everyone who loves Boba Fett read the comics and read the expanded universe stuff. And so there's a different like, oh, they have a different take on this character. Exactly. But if, you, if you didn't read any of that stuff and you just go straight from Return of the Jedi butthole and then into like Mandalorian, all of a sudden he shows up in Mandalorian and you're like, oh, shoot, dude. Because at that one episode, remember, you hear the spurs of his boots and you're like, yeah. oh, dude, it's Boba Fett. And it's when kinda, Fennec gets killed. We think, Yeah, there's like this big yeah. like mystery like, oh, shoot that's boba fett and then when he shows up in season two it's badass and that robert rodriguez episode is like oh shoot dude i'm hyped and then you get that last scene of it in that last episode of season two and where he takes out freaking um uh, bib fortuna and then he just he's just sitting there like badass is gonna happen next year just do they explain how he makes it out of the butthole yeah they they do. do Yeah, that's, that's probably the best part yeah. of that that episode, and then everything. So, so what happens is you you do have this like take of Boba Fett, badass dude. He's you don't mess with Boba Fett. But what they've done is, I feel like they've just kind of not. I wouldn't say they diluted him. They've completely changed him into something no one ever expected him to be. And sometimes that's okay. But this this definitely doesn't make me more of a Boba Fett fan. It makes me kind of like, what are they, what are they doing? And I also feel like this isn't the best Robert Rodriguez work that I've seen him do. I'm like, what happened to the dude that directed those episodes last year? Those are freaking great episodes. This is, this is weird stuff, man. This definitely doesn't feel, and and I'm not one of those guys that's like, well, I'm I'm scared about the future of the franchise. It doesn't, (laughs) I don't feel like that at all. I just feel like this is a weird take. And I'm not that emotionally invested in the Boba Fett. And the hype I had from last year definitely is waning. So we'll yeah. see what the next few feel like. I think the last episode, and I said this one after I watched it, I'm like, okay, I think now the real show is going to begin. I said that to you, Justin. I say yeah, now yeah. is like, I think now is where we're going to get the real show. I think they took the first four to kind of build up what he is now. And I yeah. think that's the thing we're seeing. Again, I never had much of a connection to the character because to me, there wasn't really much there to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know people like that part about it, the mystery surrounding him. Like, uh, and some people even feel like what we got in the prequels with him was stupid. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't even have gone that that route and showed how he was came to be. And no, oh, I remember that. Yeah. So you know, you, you have there's a lot with this character, and I've always said like in the original trilogy, he's really he has like what five minutes, ten minutes total of screen time. Yeah. Like, it's not a lot of screen time. No. Um, so yeah, I've been underwhelmed i'll say is the way i I feel about this so far and more because of the production value of it and the story like i haven't loved the story how it's crafted how it's been shot it just hasn't been good to me it hasn't been quality yeah Uh, i still have a little bit of hope that what's going to happen from this point forward because obviously he um fennec drops shan drops the hint at the end it depends who you ask for help and we assume that means mandalorian mandalorian or mando is what they're talking about it dropped his song dude so yeah so i'm gonna say this you guys uh you guys can watch this and be miserable i'm gonna watch batwoman and love it (laughs) i'm making out in this deal here kids yeah pete there is not a bigger champion for that show than pete by the way i don't know absolutely phenomenal i keep telling everyone stop being a hater and start being a fan because you need to be a a walk-on guest 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. Could, I could play Bullock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we, who do we need to write? Who I do we need to write? Son. I could be Billy Bullock. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys are all friends with Jeff Johns on on Facebook. Why don't you send him a message? Yeah, like, say, hey, my boy get me on. wants to Walk be on. a Batwoman. <laughs> Let's get him yeah. on. Uh, the yeah. writer's room, the Batwoman writer's room likes some of my tweets, so I appreciate it. They, there they, you go. They, uh, they're very good to their fans, and uh, they deserve it. So they've been doing a great job this year. Thank God it's not our boy. What's his name? Chen from Gotham. Zay Chung. Zay Zay Chung? Chung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete and he would not like Pete. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I, well, I don't like his Gotham, so <laughs> we're even. All right, so let, let's let's kind of put a bow on this, but let's couple couple more things. Uh, yeah, first, yeah. Moon Knight. Uh, the trailer for Moon Knight official trailer was released. Uh, so I know nothing about this character. Same. So Justin, if you do and you want to take this one, run with it because. I know nothing about Moon Knight. Yeah, uh, he's Moon Knight's like a long time kind of a. I'd say he's a street level Marvel character. Um, mm-hmm. He's had some successful runs in the past. Uh, Mark Spector, I think there's other. He has other AKAs. Um, he's kind of. Um, I want to say this sensitive. He's, he's a little crazy. He's got like a personality disorder, um, and then you know he's got kind of supernatural powers from where the moon. Anyways. Um, other than that, I don't really know because I never really read his books and all, all the time. I've never followed him a lot. In the '90s, I read a little bit because there was this there was a super like detailed artist that was like doing his books, and they kind of became a hot thing. This guy Stephen Platt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was reading a little bit of the new series that came out from Marvel, but I, I just not a, I like when he shows up, but I don't want to follow his book. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of like mm-hmm. his guest spots more than anything. But dude, Oscar Isaac's. As Moon Knight, that's cool. Like, I, I, I didn't love the trailer they dropped. It didn't get me excited, but I'm going to watch it. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. It's going to be like the Wednesday night show. I'll watch it. And <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. It, so that's all I got. <laughs> like, it, it, looks, it, it, confu- it confused me, to be honest yeah. with you. I don't know what I'm watching yet. He has I a personality disorder, so like right. that's why there's a little bit of that. So right. Ethan Hawke's character looks great. Yeah. Um. Like the look of it is good. It seems very high quality, like most of the Disney Plus shows have been, the Marvel Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, like you said, Oscar Isaac's in it, and I, he thinks he's incredible. So, yes, I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the ending shot is awesome, and how they did it in the trailer with the Disney Plus mm-hmm. arc. With the, yeah. <laughs> you see him jumping. That was yeah. cool with the trailer. Uh, how he transformed, that was cool. The, yeah. the metamorphosis part, mm-hmm. what they showed. So, yeah, it's got a lot of cool elements, and the, the, I think it's a cool show. It does deal with mental health. So I think that's a cool show that they're doing a character like this. Yeah. Um, so from that angle too. But yeah, I just don't know enough about it to get excited. And the trailer kind of leaves me like, all right, let me see. Like now, let's see. So Peter, you're going to watch or you're going to. Yeah, I'll tune in. But uh, similar to Justin, like I, I've never really read Moonlight comics. Like the, the most exposed to Moonlight I've ever been was uh, a video game. I think it was called Spider-Man Web of Shadows. Oh, yeah. He made Web an Shadows. appearance in there. And that's kind of where my introduction to the character. Um, he's I, I know very little about him. But like this trailer didn't really captivate me. But I'm interested enough to see. And I think Disney and Marvel do a great job with their content. So like I, I think it'll be an entertaining show. I hope it's better than Loki. Um, you know, because. I don't I just I didn't dig that one I was kind of boring yeah. to me but this doesn't look like it's, it looks like it's got some good action it's going to deal with some crazy elements it it seems like it's a little bit more serious than some of the other stuff you know maybe uh, you know uh, it, it's uh, it's a little bit more uh, for, for adults than it is for kids and so uh, I'm all for it I'll, I'll check it out definitely uh, I'm looking forward to it uh, but yeah the trailer didn't like wow me but the, I think Moon Knight himself looks really cool 
I hope Daredevil shows up like what's one night he's there hanging out like hey what's up guys because <laughs> they're both street level so I'm hoping that there's a little street level like surprise so well, if, if everyone's in if it's it's kind of funny because like you know now that Daredevil's back in the universe and like it seems like a lot of these characters as as take place in, in comics take place in New York you know they've yeah. got a you know they've I'm sure you know Spider-Man's going to swing through Hell's Kitchen right like they've got to interact at some point like there's only so many blocks before you start in New York's just a giant grid, like everything intersects. So yeah. at some point these guys have to meet each other, at, at, you know, just for it's common sense, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it won't and be spe- Spider-Man, but I'm sure Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool of- if Spider-Man just swung by, you know, I, I could okay. do that. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Daredevil, because of Kingpin's return in Hawkeye, people have been going back to Netflix and watching the daredevil show i don't think it's just because of hawkeye i think it's also because of no way home like you got you kind of got one two punch oh, you yeah. got charlie Cox coming too, back, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. you got d'onofrio coming back in in uh hawkeye which you know came out around the same time you know hawkeye's a christmas show and no way home came around i think it was like the 18th of december so like how could you not because you're like oh yeah like even if you forgot about them you're like these guys were great and then you go back and revisit it and that show should be rewatched because it's absolutely brilliant. I, I love season two the most. Um, you know, the Punisher stuff. Punisher, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Season so, two is my fave. Yeah, I like so. the third one, but yeah. it's great. I mean, they're all it's three. But great they're all good. Of TV. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah all they're all good. Really incredible shows. So very quickly, Justin, I want to ask you before we wrap this up. Um, you have been critical of Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, and I haven't really spoke spoken to you about it. Did the show redeem his character for you? Yeah, I, I don't know if I've been like. Um, critical of his Hawkeye. I just I feel like I I've been critical of what they did with him. Like I I like Jeremy Renner. I don't I'm not I don't have a like I'm not a huge fan or a detractor of him. Uh, okay. Like there's just been parts where I'm like why I just didn't like they gave him a family in the f- second movie. Like okay. is that comic I, accurate though? No, well that part isn't. Uh, I mean he's been married and divorced, and so like his wife. Yeah, she's current run. She's actually his ex-wife in the comics. I just really have no experience with Hawkeye except for the Matt Fraction comic I read. It was like twenty-three issues, Mm. and I fell in love with this version of it. And I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, so that's where you're coming from. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, I wanted to have, I wanted to have more of that. And they gave you a little bit of it, but just so I again, you have to like separate. The MCU is different than the Marvel six one six comic universe, right? And um, I think that they did they did what they had to do based on what was set up, you know, in front of them. Okay, he's got a family. Let's get him away from his family a certain way. That's how they did it. And I like the show, dude. Hawkeye was Hawkeye and Falcon or Winter Soldier are like my two favorite I, Marvel. DC, I think I'm with you on that. Sorry, not DC. My Marvel Disney TV like shows. I really like them. The other ones mm-hmm. are good too, except they're just they're a little off the grid for me. These ones I love, I connected to and um, Hawkeye. Uh, I, I can't wait for a season two. Hopefully they give us a season two. The only Hawkeye comic more. I've ever read is a uh, Hawkeye versus Deadpool. Oh, <laughs> so like that, it doesn't cover um, any, which I thought was it, a good comic book, but it doesn't cover like his backstory yeah. or anything like that. So like the, the Hawkeye I've even read doesn't even really, Oh man, I, I, I would count. recommend <laughs> the Matt fraction, the first Matt fraction mm-hmm. run. And then I would also recommend uh Hawkeye free fall from Matthew Rosenberg. Um, and oh, I love Schmidt. Rosenberg. Yeah. He incredible. I read it last, last year. It was great. It's like six issues. Great, great read. So fun. Okay. So, 
Yeah. All right. Hawkeye. Okay, so there you go, guys. Justin d- doesn't doesn't hate Jeremy Renner. It's my fault. No. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I hate my... Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say this: I hate the haircut they gave Hawkeye. <laughs> and like certain oh, points, and... he's got a bad Captain Marvel haircut, and I think the <laughs> tattoos are weird too. Man, you just can't get her out of her system. Rent free, bro. Everything's rent free. <laughs> Hey, gentlemen, we know Valentine's Day is coming up, and I'm going to get a little poetic on you. So we know roses are red. We know violets are blue. But this Valentine's Day, don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code GOTHAM for 20% off plus free shipping. So, remember, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GOTHAM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code GOTHAM. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. All right, Justin, so let's wrap this up. We want to first thank you for coming on and let everyone know where they can find you, talk to you. Yeah. All that good stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Just hit me up uh, at my handle at Justin M. Kowalski. I know Pete hates that. I changed it. Um, you can hit me up there or you can follow uh, the show that I do with my buddy, Matt Ritchie. Uh, we do the Let's Go Comic Show, part of the Let's Go Podcast Network. Um, if you go to letsgopodcast.com, you can find that. Um, yeah, follow the show. Uh, hang out with me on Twitter and have some hot takes and some fun. It's all It's all fun. I love all my guys. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thanks again for hopping on. Pete, your turn. Uh, you can follow me on social media. That's inter- uh, that's Instagram, Twitter, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, the podcast you're listening to right now, Straight to Gotham, at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. Check out our Facebook group and our Facebook fan page. There's a lot of fun interactions there. You can check out podcast number two that is on the Let's Go Podcast Network, the second best podcast on that network, the Italians for Spider-Man <laughs> Coalition podcast, which is uh, ho- co-hosted by me and the one-two combination of sausage and meatball that is Nico and Nick Caruso, the, the father-son dynamic duo that we all love. Uh, you can check us out there. We have our own RSS feed. We've got a, we do about an episode a month, so that's a fun time. Uh, check yeah. out at Team Yellow Oval. Keaton's back. The Oval's back. Yeah, Batman may be dying in Justice League, but he'll be back. Uh, so come champion the Oval. <laughs> Let's discuss everything from Jim Apollo to Neil Adams to Val Kilmer uh, and just celebrate that. Uh, hit me up on Batman on, uh, Batman on Film YouTube because I've got you uh, interviews with Michael Uslin and Tara Strong and Tony Todd and that's good stuff there. Toy reviews. So check that out. Out. Uh, read my reviews of Detective Comics on Batman on Film Proper, as well as my reviews of Batwoman on Batman on Film Proper. And uh, that seems to be the spiel, so uh, take it away. Take it away. I'll, I guess that's for me. <laughs> All right, guys, you guys know you can find me. If you find me on Twitter at Finally33, spell Finale33. Again, check us out on Facebook, of course, the Straight Out of Gotham page, show page and group. Uh, we have had, we've had more members coming into the group, and we've been a little more active there. So uh, I definitely want to um, encourage you guys to keep coming at us. I will put some of my crazy questions up from time to time. And Eric loves hot sauce polls. You know, yes, those kinds of things. That's all me. Pete doesn't do that stuff. That's me. So if you guys, you guys, you guys if are it's into that brand, stuff. it's Eric. Yeah. If it's food related or anything like that, it's usually me. So you guys could just uh, check us out over there. We always have a good time. All right. So I'm going to wrap this one up now for Justin Kowalski and Peter Vera. I am Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham and we will see you next time. Booyah. Booyah.